Today's gospel reading is a hard one to do a sermon on. It's so easy. So easy to really politicize it and say that Christ was talking about becoming a capitalist. As it is often translated. What I want to do is let's, let's take a look into this scripture. If you have your Bibles, pull it out because it's important. Because I think that what Jesus was talking about was something different than just money. What he was trying to do is prove a point. And as we're approaching these series of, this series of time when Christ is, is approaching in his ministry, we see, this, um, we see the urgency of the method, message is getting more and more intense. Jesus said, For as, as a, a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them, the first one he gave five talents, another two, and another one, according to his ability. Now, what was a talent? In ancient days, a talent was a sum that a person could, that one person could make within the period of 15 years. That's a large sum of money. So we see one thing about the master himself. We see another about his relationship to his slaves. There was great trust and faith there. Because one, he gave the sum of what would have been 75 years worth of service. To the other, 24. Or excuse me, to the other, um, 30. And to another, he gave 15. According to his ability. Mark that in your memory. According to his ability. And then he went away. The one who had received five talents went off at once and traded with them. And he made five more. Huge sum of money in those days. The other one went. The one who had been given two talents. He went off. Did his business and he came back with two more. So he managed to double the master's money, right? The one servant who was just given one talent. Took it and buried it in a hole in the field. And waited for the master's return. It's important to realize the idea that's being proposed by Christ in this, this little parable here. Do you think Christ is really talking about money? Do you think he cares about the money at the time? I'm going to tell you what I think. And Mark will probably stop me if I'm getting ready to preach a heresy or anything like that today. But let's, let's point something out here. Some people today are giving gifts according to their ability to receive those gifts. Some people have great talent in public speaking. Some people have great talent in offering pastoral care. Some people have great talent in hospitality. Some people have great talent in some other field, in art music or in some other aspect that can be used for the building up of God's kingdom here on earth. Billy Graham, I would say, would be one of those, in my opinion, who was given five talents because of his ability to spread the gospel. And to Billy Graham, when he went out and did the master's work, what happened? Not just a few came, not just a few hundred came, but quite literally millions came.
Now, a person who's given something from the master, the master expects you to use it. Some people sit in churches across the nation today, and they look out and they grumble. Well, wonder why, wonder why this ministry's not bigger. Or wonder why so-and-so is getting all these people and doing all these things, and I'm not doing anything. Or it seems like I'm not doing anything. And I will tell you that I will be the first person to preach to you today that I have been guilty of that. The thing that I want to throw at you is, what are we doing with what God has given us? What are each of our individual people, each of us, doing with what God has given to us? Some people have gifts in speaking. Some people have gifts in hospitality. Some people have gifts in, in, some, in such other ways. Remember, that as this is being spoken here, it's not what you're given, but what you do with it. We all would want to be like the one who received five talents or the one who received two talents because they came and they doubled what the master gave to them. We would never want to be like the curmudgeon who had one talent and went and buried it in the field, would it? There was something about having a light and then hiding it under a bushel, right? If you have the light, why not show it? And so the issue that I think Christ is talking about here is doing what you have with the gifts that you're given. What do you do with the things that Christ has given to you? Because really, they're not yours, are they? In and of ourselves, if we believe that there is a Christ and that, that everything that is given to us is given from above, then we realize that these things are only on loan. I like the, the old Rush Limbaugh quote, um, doing what I can with talent on loan from God, as he would like to say, which I always like that, and you always get the idea that this is one arrogant human being. But you know what? Really, there's truth. Doing what we can with talent on loan from God, the things that we're given from God. Some people do a lot with it. And guess what? I'll tell you a little something about that. What I've learned is that God sends people to you when He thinks that you're ready to receive them. He sends blessings to you when He thinks that you're ready to receive them. He sends messages to you when He thinks you're ready to hear them. That's been my experience. You know? Think of poor Jeremiah back in the Old Testament. Jeremiah was only sent, you know, he, he preached to, to, to thousands, but only got one convert. But that one convert, one convert was enough. I don't think he was sitting around grumbling about it afterwards. <laughs> He was called the weeping prophet, but you know, I think that now he realizes, I see what you meant. So, as we go through the scripture, 
After a long time, the master of those slaves came and he settled accounts with them. And then one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing forth five more talents. And the master said, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. Now I have put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The other one who came forward had two talents. He now has four. He gave them to the master. And again he said, Well done, good and trustworthy slave, for you have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The one who had received one talent dug it up and brought it back to the master, probably with some clay on it still, and said, I knew you were a hard man, for you reap where you did not sow. Here's your one talent back. Wow. The point in the scripture right here that you need to see is, and I like this rendering better, well done, good and faithful servant. This one I like to use because this is a much better one for me because slavery has such a negative connotation nowadays. People don't seem to understand it. It was different back then. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. But the one came back and I could quite literally seeing it as, as Jesus might have seen it just tossing it back to the master. I knew you were a hard man. There's your money back. Wow. There's what's yours. Take it. The wicked and lazy slave is to reply, You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then, ought to, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. On my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. And so what does he do? He takes the talent from him, has him, has him carried out, bound, thrown out to the place where there will be, and I love this, a great wailing and gnashing of teeth, a great weeping and gnashing of teeth into the outer quarters. See, if you have something, a gift, that's given to you by God, and you choose not to use it, and you get to that day where you're standing before Him giving your accounts, what are you going to say? Would you say, I knew you were a hard man. I hid what you gave me. Here it is back to you. There you go. Or would we not take the opportunity at that point to say, I took what you gave me and I worked with it. And here's what I've come up with. I hope that's pleasing to you. If I were to rate myself in one of these three slaves, I think I'd rate myself just a, just a hair above the one, the guy who received one. Because I think that my abilities and what I've been given has been somewhat tenuous at best, but I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. But the question Jesus is asking, and the question that he's asking in this scripture, what are you doing with what I've given to you? What are you doing today with what I've given to you? Are you taking the light in your life that I've given and just hiding it in a bushel? Or are you placing it on the top of the hill for everyone to see? When you're approached by someone on the street 
And all of a sudden you know this is going to be an encounter where you're going to, you're going to be, you've got the opportunity to preach the gospel. You say, oh God, not me, not today. I'm just not feeling good. I've got a headache. I just don't want to deal with this today. Are you taking that opportunity to say, hey brother, I want to talk to you about something. The issue is what we do every day. Christ is pointing that out. What are we doing for the King? If we truly profess we have a King and a Lord, what are we doing? Christ said, "If you love me, be about be about my you know follow my laws, follow my commandments, do my work." Said to Peter, feed my sheep. So you look at it, as it says in Thessalonians, there's a vivid point to this that ties right in. Don't fall asleep. Because we're of the day, we're not of the night. We do our work in the day. The rest and time is given to us. But don't fall asleep. Contend for the gospel, folks. Because nowadays, it's going to be more and more required of you. Because it's going to be required of you at some point in your lives, before you meet God, you're going to be asked, where do you stand? You're going to be, it's going to be required of you. Where do you stand this moment? Are you with us, being in the world? Or are you with that God that you profess in the past? Where do you stand? What will you do? And what will be the answer given by you when it's required? <coughs> will you bring the master a return on his investment? Or will you simply toss that gift back in his face and say... I don't know. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.